This is the art of the follow-up coaching from VertForce. Did you know the follow-up starts before the interview even happens? That's right, and I'm gonna teach you exactly how to do it. Welcome back to the VertForce podcast. I'm your host, active duty military spouse and remote staffing specialist, Kimber Hill. And today I'm gonna teach you exactly how to follow up on your virtual interviews in this remote career search. Think of me as your remote fairy job mother. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about landing that perfect virtual career for you. Today, we're diving into the art of the follow-up and I have one, two, three, four, five huge lessons and strategies for you to consider when following up going to be super brief and to the point. My first topic for today is that I need you to remember, if you take nothing away from this coaching, it's that the follow-up starts before your interview ever begins. Why? It's because we're tying a relationship, we're creating a relationship with the hiring manager, right? When they're interviewing 15 people for the same position in a week, People start to run together, facts run together. What do they ultimately remember? They remember the people that they liked. They remember the people that they were able to build relationships with. And I'm going to teach you to do that before the interview ever happens. So number one, the first thing you need to do is connect with the hiring manager on LinkedIn. I've got a couple of notes here I want to share with you. What I like to do is let that hiring manager know I have found you on LinkedIn. It's okay to search them on LinkedIn. That's what that network is there for. Send them a message and say, I'm so looking forward to our interview next week. Please accept my connection request. They may or may not get that. It's okay. It doesn't matter if they get it and respond or not. They may be active LinkedIn users. They may not be. Don't stress about that. They will see that you reached out. The next thing I want you to consider is that you need to make sure before you do this, that your LinkedIn is in tip-top shape. If it's not, head over to Rocket Remote, spend the weekend getting your LinkedIn in tip-top shape. Below, I'm gonna link our school, Rocket Remote, and our specific course, Launching LinkedIn, where I teach you everything you need to know to have a stellar LinkedIn profile. That's a little bit more of a time-consuming class, so be ready to sit down and work. All right. When you're thinking about who to target on LinkedIn to start this conversation, to open this relationship before you get to your interview, it is not just the hiring manager. It's actually the HR manager who is probably more important even than the hiring manager, especially if you're applying with a big company. Why? The HR manager or the recruiter is the person who is coordinating you and facilitating your interview with the hiring manager. Yes, the hiring manager is ultimately the person who decides whether or not you get hired, but the HR manager and the recruiter can be your advocate, can be the person who says, oh wait, did you remember Kimber? You know, I got a follow-up from her, or I saw her on LinkedIn, we chatted on LinkedIn, what did you think about her? So, It's not just the hiring manager that you're targeting. You need to be building this presence with multiple people in that realm. All right, so number two, in your interview, what I need you to do is look for sticking points. 
What are sticking points? These are things that help you remember the employer and also help the employer remember you, right? So for example, we're sitting in a conversation together and you tell me that you used to live in Huntsville, Alabama. Well, I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. Find something there to connect with. How did you feel about it being Tornado Alley when you lived there? Did you experience any of that when you were there? Find something that you two have in common. There will be something. If it's a hobby that you both share, if it's this college that you both went to, if it's a vacation spot that you both enjoy, find that sticking point. Maybe it's a way of doing work. Maybe it's a way of doing the job. Maybe I prefer Macs. You also prefer Macs, MacBook computers. So find that sticking point and use it in your follow-up. You've got to... Commit that to memory and jot it down. Don't let yourself forget it. Stay-at-home profit knows how game-changing remote work opportunities are for the military community. While providing education, consulting, scholarships, and career opportunities for military spouses and veterans in remote work through virtual assisting and digital marketing, we are proud to say that our students have been able to work with clients who have been featured in Forbes, Thrive Global, Marie Claire Magazine, and Yahoo Finance. From local businesses, tech startups, and Fortune 500 companies, Stay at Home Profit has spent four years developing and perfecting multiple programs that enhance military spouses and veteran skill sets and experience to get hired remotely in the digital workforce. Join the Stay at Home Profit family today and check out our five-week RVAC Remote Virtual Assistant Certificate Program. We believe you have the determination to build a remote career. So let us help you develop those skill sets so you can get started today. Check us out at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen profit.com. All right. Point number three, before you leave the interview, ask when a good time to follow up would be, or tell them when you're going to follow up. Why? I get like so many people asking me, when should I follow up? When is following up too soon? Uh, When should I hear back from this position? And the reality of the situation is that it totally varies significantly. It could be a quick hire position where you would need to hear back within two weeks. If you're working with a huge organization, it may take them six to eight weeks to make any kind of movement or traction on things like this. So with that being said, you absolutely need to set a precedent in the interview of when you are going to be back in touch. You can ask this to the hiring manager. You can ask this to the HR coordinator or a person who gets you the interview. But your goal is when you leave the meeting, you need to know I'm going to follow up immediately and again in two weeks. So point four is follow up immediately with a thank you note. All right. So many people do not do this. And Running a staffing organization, I can tell you when I'm chatting with my recruiter and we're splitting hairs on who's going to be the right candidate for the right position, we always give extra points to the candidate who followed up with a thank you note. So your thank you note follow-up and your actual touching base follow-up, these are two different communications, right? The thank you note should be sent immediately after you get out of that interview. And your secondary follow-up is touching base 
several business days later, reminding them about how amazing you are of a candidate. So the thank you note, send it via email. I've had people mail these to me previously. The reality of the snail mail is that it's not immediately received. A lot of times it's not ever received because it may go to a company mailing department and not actually get to the hiring manager who you want it, who you wanted to have it, or it could take weeks or months to get to them. So send an immediate thank you note. Send it to everyone you encountered. Customize it for everyone you encountered. Don't send the same copy-paste thank you to everyone you met. Send individual emails to everyone you encountered in your process from the you know, coordinator to the HR manager to the hiring manager to the whole panel. Get their email addresses and send them thank yous. All right, in your thank you note, I want you to remind them of the connection that you made with each of them. I want you to share something that you learned about that person and use a phrase that will allow them to visualize you in the role. For example, so great to meet you. It was interesting to find that we both lived in Huntsville, Alabama during 2013 and that we both experienced those tornadoes together. I find it very interesting that you were able to bring that experience to the workforce and bring your disaster recovery experience to a deco. Let's just say we're applying at a deco. I believe that my experience in front of the mic and behind the computer, replace that with your skill sets, would be a great asset to your team. And I look forward to the opportunity to serving on your staff. All right, so what have I done there? I reminded them of what we have in common. I reminded them, I showed them that I was paying attention to the conversation by referencing something unique that they said about their experience, which was their disaster recovery experience, right? And then I stuck a phrase in there. I look forward to the opportunity of serving on your team. I caused them to visualize me in the role. So I'm sticking. All right. Then point five is on the date that they said you could follow up, send an actual follow up. So in this communication, it's email and you're just saying, hey, I am touching base on the position that I am interested in, make that personal connection again. You can do it a little differently than you did in the first email, but let them know you're hoping to hear from them, that you're still interested in the role, and tell them why you think you would be a great fit. All right, rules of following up. After you've completed these five steps, the rules of following up are you can follow up every two weeks until you've hit six weeks. Once you've hit the six-week mark, if you have not heard from them or they have not indicated you're getting the role, drop it and move on. Now, that is my rule, okay? I love that rule. And one thing I have to coach you to do is say, never put all your eggs in one basket. Never stop applying. A huge mistake I see a lot of military spouses doing, a lot of women doing in particular, is... They get tunnel vision on the job that they really want. When they get tunnel vision on that job, they start automatically declining interviews to go to other positions 
failing to apply for positions that might be on the Vertforce recruitment arsenal that might be a great fit for them because they've got it in their head that just because they interviewed for one position, they're going to get selected for it. That is setting yourself up for rejection and heartbreak. The better position for you to be in would to be continuing to interview for every position that meets your requirements and needs, continuing to apply, and having multiple offers come to you. All right, the worst thing that could happen in that scenario is that you have to pick one of the offers that you want. Um, In the first scenario where you are preventing yourself from applying to other opportunities because you haven't heard back from the one that you really want is that you don't get that job offer and you spend more time unemployed and more time kind of feeling low and down because you haven't landed the role that you want. So my synopsis there is never not move on. Always keep that career train in motion. All right, this has been the art of the follow-up coaching from Vertforce. If you've got questions for us, you can email podcast at vertforce.us. Like and subscribe if you appreciated this content.